Alrighty, uh, just a quick podcast today, I guess. Um, waiting to get picked up at the moment. I'm getting picked up in about 45 minutes. I'm head- actually heading to Korea for a couple of days. 48 hours there, and then uh, I'll be back this weekend. Just some work-related stuff that is actually esports-related, which is kind of cool. Uh, but I got a couple of questions to answer in today's podcast. Question one. How important is a strong community branding? Is it better to invest time and money into your channel's branding, i.e. identity, logos, overlays, right when you begin streaming or start streaming first and see how the community develops? This is a huge thing for me because I always tell people to just get started if they wanted to start streaming. And I assume it's the same if you're like a uh, any other sort of content creator, I guess, if you're in the YouTube sphere or whatever, because I mean, when I was streaming, I feel like so much of, um, I guess you'd say the branding of what we did, like the Friday night frothies. And I had like the whole, like the stream mascot, which was the kangaroo and all the Australiana kind of stuff that kind of spawned out of, uh, the community and like what we built up. Um, when I first started streaming, I don't think I had any of that. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't really know what I was doing and didn't really know how to play any of the games. We were playing H1. This is actually an interesting story. H1Z1 was the first game that I streamed, but when I first played it, the only reason I got it, it came out that week um, in like its early, early alpha kind of thing, and it was just a survival game. I got it instead of buying DayZ because it was cheaper at the time, and I used to just run around uh, like there were no weapons in the map. I don't know if anyone remembers that first few weeks of H1Z1. There was like nothing on the map, And it was just people running around making bows and arrows and finding knives and like role playing and and shit. It was absolutely hilarious. I got to find some um, old clips of that. I don't know if they still exist on my channel, but some of those really, really early sessions on H1Z1 as as the survival game that it was were absolutely hilarious. But I feel like um, it's really important to just start streaming and build the community, be yourself, and naturally those things will form. I mean, I'm sure a lot of streams are like that where kind of things become memes, things that happen in the channel and then they become a staple of, of what you do um, on the channel. So I think that's really important to just just get going. I see I see heaps of people when I read through like um, Twitter or like t- back when Twitch had the Pulse thing, like the status updates, people would take like all these days off. I mean, it's obviously it's important to take whatever days off you want from Twitch streaming, but take taking days off to specifically like redo your sub notifications and things like that all the time. I feel like that's, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a cop out. I used to do uh, new notifications and, and branding and stuff sometimes, but um, I feel like actually being like making content is more important. Unless of course you just don't feel like streaming that day. That's a different thing, but you could do your, your branding and whatnot in that time if you just didn't feel like streaming. Because I feel like if you, the one thing I've learned is if you don't feel like being on, you shouldn't be on. I guess that's kind of what we've talked about previously, like with people burning out and being streaming full time. You have to overcome those times when you don't want to stream and then it's your job. So at that point, you have to. I don't know. If I could do it all again, I guess... I don't know. I wouldn't really change much. I did enjoy it. But yeah, you have that pressure where you got to be live if you are full time. And that's uh, unfortunately the way it is. But uh, I don't really think the channel's branding 
is that important at the very, very beginning? Early, like no one, if no one's even watching you, like you don't even have a chance to sort of create those those memes within your community. So definitely streaming and streaming and, and having a good time and building the community first um, is definitely more important. And then think, I guess, about how you want to brand your channel. But I think that's the least important thing at the very beginning. You know, just you, uh, good audio and uh, good content. And then, you know, audio is more important than a camera. Good good quality audio, definitely more important. People think that they can't start streaming until they've got the green screen set up and all that stuff. I don't know. I, I've watched heaps of channels that don't even have a camera. Just nice audio. Just nice audio. Uh, question two, best way to handle trolls and is it getting worse? Is definitely getting worse. There's a whole, like, culture of, of trolling on Twitch, like, just this going into having a good time by going into channels and just talking shit to to broadcasters it's so bizarre i i mean maybe i'm the one who is bizarre because i don't get it but uh it's it's huge these days um over time as someone who streamed full-time like i was really bad at the start i took heaps of it to heart but it's something that if you're gonna stream regularly man uh you've really got to got to learn how to handle it, learn how to ignore it because it's, I think it's unavoidable on Twitch. And I guess on, on all like content, like where you're presenting yourself as, as your own content online, people uh, come in and they give you heaps of shit, troll your channel, stream snipe, all that kind of shit. And uh, it's just something that's got, can't be avoided. And I remember the, one of the worst ones I had really early on when I'd let that stuff affect me was, there was a guy who um, would broadcast on a, not Twitch, but another streaming service. I think it was Stream Me. And at the time, Twitch was just gaming. It had to be, this was before IRL and stuff like that. And this guy was on Stream Me and he was broadcasting himself viewbotting Twitch channels. I can't remember his name. In hindsight, I actually think it's really funny. But at the time, I was like so angry and upset about it. And I'm really kind of embarrassed about it. I don't know. Some listeners may remember if they did watch my channel like years years ago, early days. Um, I was heaps frustrated by this. But he um, found my channel and he came back a few times because uh, I reacted really badly to it. And I think he did a view bot on my channel. So suddenly my channel went from like 50 viewers to 2,000. And I was like, fuck's sake, someone's view botting me. And this guy would put the link in the Twitch chat and you could go to his channel on stream me and watch him, watch him watching and commentating my channel and being like, look, we're going to put 2000 view account in this guy's channel and we'll see how he reacts. And he would go around to all these different channels. He did mine. He did Dickie Greenleafs. He did a bunch of others. And I reacted really badly. I was getting heaps upset about it. So he obviously stayed in my channel. And I think that, I ended up talking to him through this like inception of I opened up his stream and I could hear him talking and then he would, and then I could respond. We could talk to each other through the inception of the two streams. It was messed up. Um, I can't remember how, how he ended up leaving. I think after he did it like twice, um, I think I said to all my mods, like after a stream ended, look next time, we're just gonna, if it, if it happens, then we're just going to go sub mode only. I think, and uh, I'm not going to mention it. And then he'll get bored and move on. I don't think he came back again. But um, in hindsight, it was actually like, even though it's the wrong thing to do, I think it was like a really creative thing for that guy to do and kind of funny. 
But um, at the time, it got me heaps upset. I was really annoyed by it. But then I think that was kind of the definitive time when I learned to sort of just let let those kind of trolls just go. And I started to like laugh about shitty comments in the chat and whatnot. And um, but it's something that can't be avoided. I think trolling's definitely getting worse from what I've seen. I haven't streamed for a while on Twitch. Um, it's been at least six months. It'd be almost a year actually. And um, so I haven't seen how it's developed in the last year. But man, it was it was definitely on the rise over the previous four years before that. Honest opinion on the Twitch affiliate program and how it did affect Twitch partners. It's kind of old news now, um, Twitch affiliate program, but it did come into play, what, three years ago or something like that? And it was such a shock to the system at the time for everybody, um, the affiliate program. Um, it was really interesting change. At the time, there was you could just stream, you didn't have quality options, and then if you got partnered by Twitch, you could then have a sub button and you could have emotes and you could always have the high quality um, encoding options. And then, and like, if you, if you were not a partner, but you got a certain amount of viewers, you, you would automatically get encoding options. And that was kind of all part of the culture of Twitch at the time. Like you would tweet out when you go live and then you, if you get your 30 viewers or whatever, then like an hour later, you might tweet again saying, we just got encoding options so you can come and watch in 720p and whatnot. And a lot of that culture changed when, um, when the affiliate affiliate program started. And I was all for it because I've always been the kind of person who would play with uh, either viewers or friends of mine or smaller streamers. I used to do that all the time. I see this isn't a bad thing. I just note that um, a lot of popular streamers play with other popular streamers, and that's normal. It's like doing collaboration content and whatnot. Um, sharing the communities amongst the different channels and that's normal. But for me, I always used to play with um, a lot of smaller streamers who would hang out in my channel and and whatnot. And so I was all for it. I after the affiliate program came in, I um, subbed to a heap of a heap of those guys. Um, I did see a lot of commentary when when that was announced on on Twitter, especially. I always mention Twitter, but I guess that's where like the Twitch community talks. Um, away from Twitch, that's that's the place. It's not not so much Instagram or Facebook or anything. It's it's really Twitter. But I saw a lot of commentary about it at the time from partners who were um, most were all for it. There were a lot who were kind of against it. They were kind of offended by the fact that um, sub buttons would become available for affiliates. Um, and I think they would get one emote. I think now they get more than one emote. So the lines were kind of blurred with um, who was a Twitch partner and who was not. And then I believe recently um, in the last year, they brought in like a premium partner feature. And I've kind of feel like this, the premium partner thing has got to do with uh, there being too many partners and, and those lines are also blurred. So I've, <laughs> I, I kind of predicted they would come up with a premium partner kind of thing where, you know, if you were the kind of streamer who had like 500 or a thousand viewers, you'd be a premium partner. Um and I think I kind of predicted that when uh, I would go to the Twitch partner parties at TwitchCon, because the you you could you'd line up all night and they'd book venues that didn't even have the capacity for all the partners. Um, so many people. They were good parties though, good time. But I was just like, there's just so many partners on Twitch now, which is a great thing for Twitch because obviously the platinum the platform's growing. 
to that point where you got so many channels that that have large communities, large sub counts and large viewerships and whatnot. Um, it definitely affected a lot of partners financially, um, but it's probably in a positive way because it means that viewers and like supporters of channels who would who would subscribe to channels would spread their money. Uh, money was spread bro- in a broader way. Um, I guess Twitch would argue that the pie would become bigger um, with there being more slices of the pie, the platform growing. Um, so it definitely affects a lot of partners financially. But I think it's, it's definitely a good thing because viewers who, who spend money subscribing to channels could really spend the money exactly how they wanted to support exactly who they wanted and not be limited to uh, to only Twitch partners who they might still like, but they might want it. They might choose to support um, a smaller streamer instead, and and that's fine. It gives them more options to do exactly what they want to do. So it did affect. I I would say yeah, the affiliate program affects affected Twitch partners uh, financially, some more so than others. Um, and yeah, I know some were frustrated about it because of the exclusivity factor at the time. I wasn't worried about the exclusivity factor. Um, I know some were. Um, and that is the answer to that question. Cheers. Um, any tips on finding a balance between sharing your personal life uh, with the community and keeping other aspects private? Definitely. I, I, I struggled with this a little bit because I didn't really want to reveal too much about my personal life. I feel like I was kind of in a place that I was comfortable with. Like I never revealed any of my sort of other like previous work workplaces or um, didn't want to blur the lines in that regard. But some people would reveal everything, especially like IRL streamers. Um, I usually kept my life out of Twitch very separate. Um, my like most of my best friends, are, um, none of them play video games or anything like that. So I, I kind of sat in a really comfortable space, but that's different for everyone. I, I don't know how to give tips. I used to do things like I would have a Twitter account for Twitch for my for my broadcast and I would have one separate for, you know, non-Twitch related things and, and the same with, with all social media channels. Um, and, I, and I, for a long time, I never really shared my, my full name. Um, and I remember registering myself as a business so I could have a biz, a business name so that like even donations would go through and they, and my name wouldn't be seen, things like that. I guess there, there was a bit of a scare in that regard when you see bigger streamers getting, um, getting swatted and things like that. And that's kind of a wake up call to make sure you don't overshare, I guess. But, um, that was kind of a preemptive move. Uh, and preemptive thoughts in case the channel grew to that size where people would want to do such a thing. And my channel like was a partner channel, but we never grew to that kind of size where like trolls would want to swat you or anything like that. We were never at that kind of level. So I never ended up having to worry, but I did certainly think about those things. I did like to keep my personal life private um, away from the stream. People knew a lot about my personality, but not necessarily about, know where I live what I like who I hang out with what I like to do things like that so I I was in quite a comfortable place I I can't really give tips on that because I think it's different for every person some people sharing absolutely everything and being completely transparent would be their 
the feature of their channel would be the the character of of their of themselves that's that's on Twitch. So and that works for them. That could their whole channel could be based around that. And so other people might want to not even reveal their their name, just go by a pseudonym and just be completely private. And that's I think that's up to the individual. There's benefits to both, and it, it depends on on you and how your channel works out. I guess that comes back to the first question of the day, which is um, your channel's branding, the identity of your channel. Um, I guess you, you'll learn as you start streaming what you're comfortable with and, and how far you want to go. Um, last question for this episode is from uh, Chase Kendall, who's, a, who's a, a sub of the channel for a long time. And he said, uh, he recently started a new job, so he's missed the podcast since episode two. Well, this is only episode four, Kendall, so you haven't missed too much. He says, um, which brings me to starting a new job after Twitch. How do you explain Twitch to your employer and how did they react? Are they curious about it? Um, I can only go into so much detail in terms of examples because because I'm at exactly what I was talking about before. I don't want to link this kind of content with with the work that I do. Um, but I've had employers since being a full-time streamer and um, you've just got to package the time that you spent as a, as a full-time broadcaster as an innovative digital piece of work that you've done that's in part of your portfolio. I mean, doing, doing a full-time channel, this may not apply to someone who, who casually streams because I don't know if you could really reflect that to an employer as easily. But if you're doing a couple of years of being a full-time broadcaster, you're really managing a community and you're creating uh, regular schedules of digital content. And I think that's an important skill There's because there's a lot to it. You've got um, managing a brand, essentially. You're managing a community um, and a place places for community to be throughout 24 hours a day because you've got um, your community on Twitch who hang out watching the content. You've got where they can hang um, in places like Discord and things like that after and managing those channels. You've got moderators um, who, you know, you would instruct and to have them follow the kind of brand guidelines, I guess you would say. Um, and then you've got um, branding and managing multiple social media um, streams to to promote the the channel. So there's a lot to it there, and I think it is very beneficial, especially if people are going into kind of a digital media sort of career after being in Twitch. There's definitely a lot that could be learnt. Definitely through my time of being a, a broadcaster, I learned a lot more as well. You know, speaking to developers of games and and testing games early. That's a whole nother area of experience that comes with it. But um, it's it it must be hard. I mean, especially in Australia where this kind of thing still isn't in mainstream media, then you've got a lot of employers who would have no idea about any of this and they dismiss it very quickly saying, oh, it's just this guy was a gamer. Um, and they could probably just say this guy was a loser and just did video games. He's trying to tell me that he did something when he just did video games. And that's a very narrow-minded way to think. But I guess as time goes on and and Twitch and and streaming media is more mainstream and more prevalent, people know about it, um, is definitely going to become something that's more respected, I guess. So I think try and Kendall, you would try and package, um, verbally package, uh, your experience in that regard in a way that is, is relevant to something they would know, like, like those social media streams and, and brand marketing and things like that. But I hope that helps. Um, I've had many conversations about it, um, with people who 
or unsure what Twitch is and some go better than others. Um, I guess people may just have to be a little bit more open-minded to understand what it is, but I hope that helps my man. Um, short episode today, guys. I hope I answered some interesting questions for you. I'm getting picked up very shortly. Heading to the airport, I'm going to Korea for, I'll be there for 48 hours. I got to go fly to Sydney and then fly to Tokyo and then to Seoul and I'll be there for a couple of days and then I'll be back by the weekend, which is really weird because right now it's Tuesday afternoon, but I'll be back here on, on Saturday. But exciting times. Also, um, I've started a Instagram account for the podcast. It's at After Twitch Ends. I haven't posted anything on it yet, but I'm curious to see how many people listen to the podcast and go and follow it. So there's zero followers on it now. Um, curious to see who goes and follows it. If um, if you guys are interested, I'll, I'll start posting things, um, uh, pictures of stuff that I'm doing that's, that's related to the podcast and whatnot. And that uh, could be something that's, that um, I can relay anything visual that I talk about on the podcast to the account. So if I'm talking about something that I've seen, I can post it up there and you guys can go and see it uh, along with each episode. But thanks very much for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And uh, I'll speak to you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers.